Culture has the power to delight, excite, and absorb us. It's a fundamentally human thing. From entertainment and music, to literature and art, culture gives us a sense of belonging and plays a vital role in enriching our lives. I'm Nati Katambala, and this is Superculture, a Selfridges podcast series celebrating the importance of culture to each and every one of us. After a hugely challenging year for the creative industries, we're toasting to new beginnings by meeting remarkable people from a range of disciplines who are inspiring change, joy, and positivity in their artistic fields. We'll hear from them about their early influences and impactful moments that have gone on to shape them and their careers. In this episode, I'm speaking to roller skater Aishariya Johnson, also known as Storm Skater. I'm Aishariya. People know me as Storm Skater. I'm a roller skater, roller instructor, roller dancer and influencer. I obviously did so much digging into the world of roller skating. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I really loved is that it started out as a performance art. And so I guess I wanted to ask, just to start off, what do you see roller skating as? Do you see it as a sport, a dance, performance or something Ooh, else? I feel like it's like all of those put together. One. Yeah, like it's just, it's just a movement. It's like a mm. movement. Like it's art and movement. I feel like if you come from any type of art form or any type of movement form, yeah. you're going to enjoy roller skating. And then looping that back to culture, what does that word mean to you? Community like togetherness, creativity. Mm. I feel like the roller skating culture has been like embraced a lot like since the pandemic started. And um, I'm just looking forward to see what happens next. I think you're right. I think culture is something that's so undefinable and like ever changing. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a really great point. What does community within roller skating mean to you? Like how important do you think that element is in bringing people together to skate together? I think like, because a lot of people start roller skating for themselves. Like mm. one thing, like their freedom that they get from it. Then when they have like somebody else has a common like understanding of, oh, you remember when you first started and you yeah. felt like you were so scared and then they're able to like empathize with people mm. and then have a joint, like it's like a kind of like a hive mind or like how, how you see the world, to start mapping the world differently. The way you walk around, like without your skates as well, the way mm. you walk with, like you can tell if you're like with a skate or or if you're with a non-skater, do you mm. know what I mean? The way you look at the floor. Let's say if you're on the bus now and you're with another skater, you're going to be like looking at the pavement, trying to map out to see, oh, this is where we can go if we want to go skate because it's a nice smooth surface. Oh my God, look, they laid out the floor over there. Let's come here next time. Do you know what I mean? Not a lot of people are going to be like thinking floor yeah. porn. Like <laughs> floor porn is not like a real thing. Like literally, like I literally looking around, I'm like, ooh, like, you know? And have you found, like, a sense of community belonging to a group of skaters like that? Yeah, we call each other skate fam, mm. skate family. And that could be that you can be from England or you can be from America or you can be from Japan. You're all part of skate family because one thing we have in common is that we've got four wheels on our feet. Going back to your alias, your name, mm-hmm. Storm Skater, I wanted to know where that came from and I guess what it means to you. 
I'm a big comic book geek. Like, I love comic books. Mm. Like, I've been collecting comic books for, like, years. And I also wanted to do animation or illustration. Yeah. That was really my, like, first kind of, like, love or what I wanted to do, oh. like, growing up. And so when I used to go out to skate, basically, I would have to read, like, at least, like, 10 comics before I would leave the house. I've got, like, an obsession. Like, so I had to know what was going on in the comic books yeah. or have to be, like, I need to know what's, like, what's going to happen next or whatever. And also, I just enjoyed the the art mm. and so when I used to go out to skate everybody used to be like oh what have you been up to I'd be like reading comics like oh you're so obsessed with Storm like I was obsessed with Storm oh. and then my ex one of my ex-boyfriends he was like oh you should call yourself Storm Skater and I was like yeah I should call myself Storm Skater <laughs> then I put it on my Instagram as my I like it was just my Instagram name and then yeah. people were just like just started calling me Storm Skater and then when I used to do like jobs and stuff they'll be like oh what's your stage name and I was like I don't want to really use my real name because yeah. everyone gets it wrong so it's like, oh, Storm Skater works. So yeah. people just like, oh yeah, Storm Skater. How did you ever first get into skating? So I first started skating because my dad used to run a youth club. He used to do hockey with the youth club. And then I wanted roller skates. And then he was like, my uncle was a high part skater. And my first memory was like my uncle, he was like 16 years old or something. He opened the door and he had roller skates on and I was just like, I want that. What are those? Yeah, what are those? And I wanted those. And so my mum got me the skates. My uncle came down, he taught me how to skate. And then I used to just be at the front because we used to live like in the masonette kind of flats and we had the, the front like flat surface, like concrete. And I used to just like go up and down, yeah. practicing and then... My feet didn't grow for a while, so I was still had it next summer. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was able to go down the hills. And um, then the feet didn't grow the next year, so I yeah. still had it. <laughs> then the next year after that, my feet grew. Oh. And then I was like, I can't put my foot in them. So the next time I basically roller skated after that was probably like 10 years. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. So how old were you when you kind of grew out of those skates? Like probably those at, skates? at nine, ten. And then you started again when you were about 19? 19, 20, oh, yeah. Wow. Like literally it was like like a 10 year gap, but it was yeah. always it was always a thing that I wanted to do. And then Trace used to have like a night um, at Renaissance Rooms in Vauxhall. Mm. And um, they were basically like, oh yeah, like come down, roller skating Sunday. Da, da, da. And I was yeah. like, yeah. And when I, when I got there, all I saw was like people moving. And then also what I saw was, men and females moving, mm. men and females talking, people from all different races talking, people from all different ages talking. And I'd never seen that before in the nightclub. My nightclub experiences were, weren't like that. You know what I mean? And that, Girls and, in one corner, guys in the other. And any time they overcome is if they're like bouncing on each other. So it's like, <laughs> you know, so... And then also for me, like I was in my early 20s, like back then, I just like, I wasn't in college or like I dropped out of college by then. And then, so I was thinking to myself, how am I supposed to make a platonic friendship with males if I'm not at work? And this was during the, the recession, beginning of the recession as well. Mm. So if I'm not at work, I'm not in college. And only way to really go out social settings with adults is like a bar or a club. Mm. So like that was the first time when I was like, oh my God, this is a way that you could like do make this. Make friends, yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, Renaissance Rooms was basically like the hub because it was in Vauxhall. Basically, everyone from all ends can go there. Yeah. So like everyone from everywhere went there. And it was just so much fun in the music. Like it introduced me to so many different types of music, in mm. my opinion. Like I was very, very much hip hop head. And so there was Soka, Bashment. 
And then I was able to learn how to skate to those type of music because let's um, I wasn't a dancer before. I I could do a little gyration, a little <laughs> wine. A little wine a little, a little, I could bust a little wine, but I wasn't really <laughs> trying to, you know. And so I feel like that that place definitely helps with um, understanding music and yeah. understanding my confidence. Tell me a bit more about Hyde Park. Is there a history there's of a skating history, there? There's a history. Hyde Park is this skate mecca of London. It's where you can find all the old school skaters, the, the originators, the informed skaters, and uh, you're always going to have fun. There was a man called Tyran, and I saw Tyran before, like when I first, first started skating, mm-hmm. and I saw him and he was like doing crazy things, and I was like, wow, that guy's amazing. And then during my journey of like finally getting to Hyde Park and wanting to maybe learn from the Hyde Park skaters, I never saw him like skating out and about yeah. like at the events. And then I went to the, the Hyde Park and then I saw him and he was in a chair. He had the motor neuron disease, that's what he had. Someone told me like what happened to him. He's like, yeah, he used to be sick skater, like da 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 da. I went over to him, I was trying to move and he was like trying to tell me how to do the move. So he was teaching me f- without him moving but the way that he was able to make me understand or see it or feel it was like on a different level than I have even ever been taught yeah. because no one's ever really like taught me who couldn't physically teach me. It really just made me understand, okay, this is not this is not no fluke thing. Yeah. This ain't just that you're just gonna fling your body and yeah. then you're gonna be able to do it. That's not how this works. This is some deeper thing. How do you feel when you're skating? Can you describe what sort of things are going through your mind when you're skating? I'm meditating. I'm just, I'm just in my own mind. I'm happy. Like, especially if I pull off something I've never done before. Just joy, happiness, freedom. There's this surge I get. Like, I need to skate. Like, it's like, 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 like I feel like a fiend. I'm like, oh my God, I need to skate. Like, I need to fill the role. Even like when I'm walking somewhere, I'm like, just wish I was rolling there. Like walking is boring. <laughs> <laughs> I want to glide everywhere I go. Literally, literally. <laughs> Another way to think about it, it's like floating. Mm. It's like you're floating everywhere. It's like when you're, especially when you're rolling, it's like you're floating everywhere. Like when I say that to some people, they like, it literally, I feel like that switches on another light for them. Because yeah. if you think you're floating, it's like, oh, if I'm floating, then I can go on different type of... Yeah, the realm of possibilities mm-hmm. is open. Okay, so what was the first memory you had of being inspired by culture? Like seeing like TLC on top of the pops. When I saw TLC like or one of those like hip hop artists or something yeah. on top of the pops now, yeah. even though sometimes they would be like filming it in a different country. But when they said they're live in the studio <laughs> and you're like, I'm breathing that same air. Like that's the only way I can think of it because that's the only kind of culture that as a child was like mostly hip hop and R&B. Yeah. And, and, and like that was like musical culture. Mm. So watching like music videos and stuff like that, understanding like, what things was like a Leo, like that was big, yeah. like clothes wise, like that, like way that a Leo and TLC dressed was like really formed my early like adolescence. What were those cultural moments that you think helped to shape who you are? 
Roy Lichtenstein, like I'm, I'm a big Roy mm. Lichtenstein fan. Like I've, the pop artist. Yeah, pop artist. Yeah. Like, I love him. When they're in school, mm-hmm. they didn't like it as I liked comic books. So they were like, Roy Lichtenstein. And I was I like, I, yes, I mess with this. I, I, they, yes, I do. I like this. So he became my favourite yeah. because I just loved And I used to try to like do his lines and he just yeah. was just so on point but then he had like commentary on his art pieces they always meant something and it was always that to do with what was going on in the time of like his time yeah I would say Roy Lichtenstein pop art Stanley I have to go on Stanley's Instagram just to hear him Mm. say certain things because like if you listen to Stanley like loads of people used to say certain things to him and like he wouldn't listen to them and then he'll give those kind of advices to the listeners or to his comic book readers. Mm. I think linking back to your name, obviously, mm-hmm. and how you're inspired by people like Storm, who are these amazing like characters and went on all these adventures. It's almost like an anything is possible kind of outlet. Basically. So you went to America. Mm-hmm. Where exactly did you, did you oh, go? That, I went to Atlanta. Atlanta. Atlanta, Georgia. Love that place. So basically, when I went there, I've never seen... This is the craziest thing. Basically, we were in a rink, and there was, like, 3,000 people in the rink. In the actual rink? In the rink, all black, going around. And I've never seen black people move that fast in my life. All just, like, doing their own thing, happy, just, like, living their life, all dressed up to the nines, just, like, sweating their butts off. And it was just, just a beautiful together community and I was just like oh my god I want this we need this back home do you know what I mean I need this back home and so when I came back now from Atlanta I was just like I'm going to push to get more skillful the style that I come from we're very backwards hockey style roller skating culture over here we do have dance skating but mm-hmm. it's not as big as the backwards style over here okay so that's more easier to get into than versus the skate dance skate dance is a little bit more harder technically so when i came back i had to like change the mindset of the young ladies because the young men there was more there was more men who could do it by skate dancing skate dancing there was more men that could do it because it's a confidence thing as well. Mm. You have to change your mindset. I was already, remember, I was humbled. There were so many different things that my mind was already kind of like molded. And then people around me already were like, you're, you're really good. So it was already happening for mm. me. So to have that, but then I had to like turn my focus, not about me, and turn it towards the other teaching people. Teaching people. So I had to start now changing their mindsets, changing the way they skate, changing the skates they have which skates and then making them understand the different versions of why we wear these skates. Yeah. So then the girls started getting good just before COVID happened. The girls were like taking more risks. There were more girls learning how to skate dance at that point. Mm. And then during COVID, that's when I started selling my spin lessons. But at the same time, those same girls that I was really focused on, I sent them my spin tutorials. But this is when we were on lockdown. So I weren't leaving my house. I was at my house doing Zoom lessons, and then I was also recording my tutorials. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I was using the, those young girls as examples so that more people would learn how to do it. So then around the world, people just now know me as the spin queen. I think that, in a way, is culture, right? It's mm-hmm. like you doing one thing really well is something for yourself, and that's incredible. But being able to kind of 
communicate that and share that and have this kind of trickle down effect yeah. that actually expands the community, expands like the scene. Yeah. That's actually culture yeah. more than, you know, what you do as one yeah. individual. And so tell me a bit more about skate dancing, mm. I guess. Like, do you have any favourite moves? Like, is it choreography or do you usually freestyle? What's the process like? In America now, they have, like, more structured. Um, and we have taken some of the styles over here and we're trying, like, we're applying it to what we do over here. So let's say um, Chicago is JB. So basically, they, any James Brown music, when James Brown music comes on or a sample of James Brown, they literally move their feet to the music of the trumpet and to also to these wow. vocals. So that's a certain style. So I'm a freestyler and I'm a rhythm skater. So I go by the rhythm. They also got jam skaters who are more like b-boy skaters who do more tricks like groundwork tricks. Mm. Also, like so let's say I'm coming back to the freestyler, not all freestylers spin. So I'm a freestyler who's like a spin expert so I do a lot of types of like pirouettes and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Mostly I like to skate to house, R&B, hip hop, and a little bit of trap. What is spinning? Can you explain briefly like what, what it is? Ooh, you've got four wheels. So if you were now going to do one rotation, if I was going to teach someone, I would tell them to go on their heel and their toe. So now you're now learning how to rotate on your heel and your toe wheel and go around. And then now it moves up from your leg and from your feet, it moves up to your chest. And, and that's getting up. momentum in your feet first yeah, and then yeah. it goes up so, your body. Yeah. You then get to a G-full spin. A G-full spin is literally what, it, what I'm saying. You're feeling a force and you're getting really, really, really fast. You're winding yourself up. Another way to imagine it is if, like, you remember back in the day there was Beyblades and oh you get gosh, the Beyblades yeah. and, yeah. <laughs> so that's a G-force spin. How do you stop a G-force spin? Practice. <laughs> Would you say there's, like, a difference between your persona when you're on skates and when you're not on skates. Yeah. So I'm more like the geeky persona of skates. Mm-hmm. Like when you first see me, you still kind of see like you think I'm more like a, still like a jock. But when you start talk, talking to me, you realise, okay, she's a quirky, geeky person. But then when I'm on skates, I'm just like the powerhouse, basically. Mm-hmm. Like I'm fast, I'm speedy, I'm like strong. strong. I'm always planning like what my next move is and how I'm going to do it. I don't really think I'm the bruiser in the team. I think I'm the tactician in the team. I'm always like thinking, I'm planning mm. their heads. It's, that's why I think about when I skate. Where, where's my foot going to place next? Where yeah. am I going to roll next? Where's my head going to be next? Where, or am I going to be able to miss that little pebble and not drop on the floor? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Things like that, especially when you're skating outside. Do you have any favourite things about the London skate scene? Yeah, that we just basically just push through. That there's no stopping us. Even without having locations, yeah. places, buildings, we're able to create community, we're able to create revenue, we're able mm. to create so much. And we, and, we, and we only just started. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, we've inspired so many people from around the world. And this little community that we have, and there's one thing that's beautiful. We're all from all ends. Yeah. We're all from all ends. Like, we're from North London, South London, East London, West London. All come together, young, old, all different races come together and skate and 
trying to progress this community in this weirdest time that we've ever lived in, like in most recent years. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like I'm just hoping for more of that. I'm hoping for, like I said before, there's hoping for more investment and hopefully more spaces that we can thrive and continue to do the positive stuff that we've been doing yeah. in this negative time that we have been living in. Living through a global pandemic and adjusting to lockdown has been hard for so many of us. When looking for ways to move, roller skating seemed like an obvious choice. And so our love affair with the movement began. Factories making skates struggled to keep up with demand, while existing skate communities were coming together any way that they could. So why were people turning to roller skating at a time like this? Freedom. Like, everybody I've ever spoke to during these last, like, it's coming up to two years now, I asked them what started it. It was like, oh, yeah, freedom. Like, oh, I saw something and it just was, like, a memory. But, like, when you're a child, you only have the concept of freedom. That's the only time when we really, really are the most freest in the whole time of our life because we're free to learn anything, free to be anyone. Do you know what I mean? We're free. We're literally, in our minds, the most that we're, like, well, I'm going to be this. It's only when we yeah. start getting older, when we start, like, and things in our life start to... Limit us. Limit us. And then let's say when, during the time when we're the most limited, we're locked down. A lot of us mm. went back to our childlike mindset. What was it? What, what, did, what was most important to us as a child? What did we want to try as a child? For me, I was already living that. So it was yeah. like, for me, I was like, I was... <laughs> Join me. <laughs> I, was, I was already doing that. I was already reading comics. I was already, I was already roller skating. I was like, I, was, I don't know. I didn't, I haven't grown up yet. You know what I mean? So I'm, wait, I'm waiting to grow up. One of the moments that I remember the most is obviously Umi. Umi! Umi Jamta, who went viral. Her skating in Berlin, I think, like, I still remember it. I think my parents sent it to me. Like, yeah, everybody. People, everyone was talking about it when they saw it, and it was just this vision of this amazing, graceful black woman in a yellow outfit yes. just living her best life. I was just so proud of her because yeah. I know that she loves roller skating. The conversation that we've had was that before, like, especially during To Do Berlin, was that to further Berlin roller skating mm. and then the skate dance, it wasn't so much known over there and stuff like that she was putting on classes and that kind of stuff so it was just so beautiful to watch when Umi came over she hollered at me and then I was like okay this is her first time in England she's never been in England before what she didn't really realise is that people just randomly know who she is so when we was on the street I'm like to her People are going to know who you are when we're yeah. on the street. She's like, no. I'm like, okay, then, whatever. <laughs> we got stopped like three different times. I literally had a phone conversation maybe two weeks before mm. with one of those young people. She literally told me, Umi saved her life. Umi saved her life in the time when she was like in the most down. She said that when she saw Umi, she saw a black girl. She was like, oh my God, she's just free. I'm going to need to get a pair yeah. of roller skates. Umi inspired people, but then they got to meet her and it's, it became tangible. Yeah. So a lot of people, the stuff that is like dreams yeah. are not tangible. They're not reaching. And there was with roller skating, what's happened to a lot of people, it's like, oh, I dream to one foot spin. Oh my God, I'm and one foot I'm spinning. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, oh my gosh, I want to meet Umi. Oh my God, I'm in an advert <laughs> now because of, I met Umi. You yeah. know what I mean? That, that I don't think like, for me, like that's why I always tell people like, join our cult because you just never know what's going to happen. Yeah. It can. We don't know what's going to, like, we just never know. And it's not just skill-wise, it's just like, 
life. Yeah. What would you say is the most memorable skating trip you've ever had? Ooh. Memorable. South Africa. South Africa? Yeah. <laughs> that was so lit. Where did you go in South Africa? I went to uh, Johannesburg and I did an advert over there. It was so crazy because I forgot, forgot that Johannesburg's like basically the opposite to us. So when our summer's summer. Oh my God, yeah. It's, it's winter. <laughs> it's winter in, jo- in Joburg when we have our summer. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> Only bought one jacket. <laughs> <laughs> So it wasn't long plan. It was literally like, yo, you're going Jobo like to the, to do um, Abbott, and I was like, all right, cool. And then I was like, yeah. Then we said that it was basically like flew there and all that stuff. So the floor was wet. Remember that we mm-hmm. were roller skated. The floor's wet. Everything's on fire. <laughs> Sounds like a perfect place to skate. Yeah, really. <laughs> and then like car explosion, mm-hmm. and then they had this like ball that they threw down the stairs that they were throwing fireballs at us. It was so lit. For me, it was like one of my childhood dreams. A lot of the stuff that I've been able to do is things I've thought of in my mind or Mm. dreamed of as a child. For us, you embody superculture. What's next in the cultural landscape for you as an individual and also for the skating collective? I feel like we're going to hopefully have more industries and we're hopefully going to be the ones that are running it, the ones who have been putting the love and the passion behind it. Um, And I hope that people continue to do what they're doing and continue the love for it. Another thing I really, really want to do is meet all the people from around the world that I've been able to teach. Yeah. To do a tour and be able to teach and see what they've been able to do with it. Because to hear some like, there's one lady that's from uh, Singapore mm. and she was, uh, she she started messaging me just before COVID really, really struck. And she's missed, she was, she was a Miss Singapore at one point. And uh, she really wanted to, she asked me, how did you, how do you create community? Mm. I gave her some advice on how to create community. She's got a booming community now over in Singapore. There was yeah. no skating community in Singapore. Now wow. there's skating community in Singapore. This podcast is part of Selfridge's ongoing exploration of the most exciting individuals and ideas in the arts. Tune in each week for more thought-provoking discussions and keep an eye on superculture at selfridges.com for mood-boosting events, art films and interviews that continue to explore the importance of culture. This is a Radio Wolfgang production and featured Storm Skater. The producers were Cass Denton, Palama Kaufman, Holly Aquilina with sound design by Ivor Manley. The executive producer was Ellie DiMartino. Martino.